Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. There is a legend about St. Augustine that one day he was walking on the beach pondering the mystery of the Trinity when he came across a young boy who was on the uh, edge of the water and he, he dug a little hole and uh, he was madly running back and forth from the water and uh, he was grabbing some of the water in a little seashell and, and bringing it back and filling up his, his little hole with water. And uh, Augustine was a bit amused by this and so he went up to the boy and he asked him what he was doing and the boy said, well, I want to put all the water out there in the ocean into my hole here. And uh, Augustine, being as brilliant as he was, he says to the boy, well, that's impossible. You can't fit all that water into this little hole. And apparently the little boy says to him, well, well, yes, but not as impossible as trying to plummet the depths of the Blessed Trinity. And the story goes that uh, as soon as he kind of uh, shocked uh, Augustine, with that response, the little boy just suddenly disappeared. How can we possibly comprehend God? How can we fathom the, the fullness of, of who God is? One author put it like this, imagine you were blindfolded and you, were, you, were, you put your hand on the side of an enormous elephant and you were asked to describe the entirety of the elephant with that one hand. How do you think you'd go? Not so well, right? You've only got one hand on that huge elephant. The same, of course, is true uh, when we try and understand God, that at, at one time we only have one little hand trying to grope and understand and put language around who God is and what God does. It's always going to be imperfect. And, and for me, that's exciting because it means that there's always more for us to discover in God. And we know that's the role of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is constantly, as Father Cam uh, mentioned last week, revealing to us, taking us on a spiritual journey, helping us to, to enter more deeply into the mystery of who God is. But at the same time, what we also need to remember is that one hand is enough. One hand is enough. That we, With that one hand, God has revealed enough of himself so that we can be loved by him and so that we can be transformed by that love. One hand is enough. Today, we're reminded that to that one hand, God has revealed himself to us as triune, as, as a trinity, as a God who... Uh, is three persons who we might say has three faces, uh, three different personalities, three distinct roles, but yet at the same time these three persons are totally unified, sharing one heart and living for the one purpose. The Trinity reveals to us that, that God is both diversity and absolute unity at the same time. I know that doesn't tend to go together in our own world, but that's the truth of who God is. Three persons, but as we say in the creed, one God. 
Now, there's lots of technical language that's been used to try and get our heads around the Trinity, but the most important thing for us to understand is that at the core of God's existence is relationship. The Father and the Son and the Spirit, they're all God. But yet at the same time, they're absolutely dependent on one another. You see, relationship is not only the deepest truth of who God is, but it's also the means by which God does what God does. God does everything that God does through relationship. Now, why is this so significant? What does it matter to us if God is one God or three gods or two gods, one person or two persons or three persons? Why does that matter? Why, why as Christians, must we believe in the Trinity? Well, if God is relationship, and if God is the ground of all being, and if we are created in God's image and likeness, then it means that relationship is also the deepest truth of who we are. And it's the purpose for which we're created. And it's also the place in which we find the life that God is offering us, what we call salvation. It all happens in relationship that the trinity means that relationship is the key paradigm for our whole lives the trinity means that all of the challenges that we come up against in our relationships with our children with our spouses with our siblings, with our friends, with God, all of those challenges mean something. All of those struggles are worth something because our deepest truth and our purpose and our fullest life is found in relationship. Now, the main overarching goal of our life as Christians, as we probably know, is relationship with God. Yeah, it is, you know, relationship is the fundamental paradigm of our life, but the, but the main goal, the thing that we are aiming for, uh, eternity, fullness of life, is found in relationship with God. That's, that's the goal of our life, to, to dive fully into the life of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, to be just immersed by that relationship. That's eternity. And that's, we hear that in the, in the Gospel today. That's the mission that Jesus gives his disciples. He's just about to ascend to the Father. This is the very end of Matthew's Gospel. And what does he say to them? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, so therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What's Jesus saying? Go and draw all people into my life because that's where life is found. In the relationship of the Trinity, in the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Now, baptism, of course, as Jesus mentions here, is the start of that relationship, that we enter into the, the life of the Trinity in a whole new way through our baptism, but that's just the beginning 
of what God wants to show us. The invitation for us, for each one of us, is to keep filling the hole with, with that water from the ocean of God's infinite love and life. An ocean that is inexhaustible. That's the purpose of the spiritual life, to keep deepening and growing in that relationship with God. We're reminded of that at the beginning of every Mass. Remember the priest, uh, he, he repeats those words of St Paul, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. What's the priest saying? Well, may you be given the grace to keep entering more and more deeply into this mysterious relationship of the Father and the Son and the Spirit where you find life. So our goal, our main goal is relationship with God. But what we sometimes don't realise is that the door that gets us into that relationship with God is found in and through our relationships with one another. In other words, we cannot properly get to God on our own. Remember when Jesus, in John's Gospel, he's praying to the Father and he's, you just get a sense that at this point he's, just, he's praying with so much fervour and so much intensity and desperation. And one of the things he prays in, in John 17 uh, is that we will be united. He says to the Father, may they all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they together, united, be one in us. You see, what Jesus is is saying here through his prayer is that the way that we enter into the unity of the Trinity is through our acceptance and our love and our unity with one another. That's why St Paul talks about the church as a body, He says, you're all members of the body. And like any body, every member, every part is reliant, is dependent on one another. St. Paul's urging the church to to find a way of working together, of being united. Because that's how we move towards the head of the body, of course, Christ. That's how we enter into the life of God through our unity with one another. So what the Trinity is saying to us is that true spirituality is really about learning how to do relationship well. I don't know if that's how you would normally think of spirituality. Maybe you think of lots of prayers and you know, doing religious stuff. But, but really, spirituality is about learning how to do relationship well. Because that's what we're created for. All the prayers and all the religious stuff we do is supposed to break down the barriers in us that prevent us from relationship with God, with self and with others. If we're really growing spiritually, we should notice ourselves becoming uh, more vulnerable with others. We should notice ourselves... um, um, We'll we'll notice that we're allowing ourselves to, to be seen and accepted and loved for who we are. We'll notice that we we then are able to love others in that same way. To accept people even in their differences. 
We'll notice that we're, we're finding more and more unity in our diversity. We have a, this greater capacity to work with others, even people who may be quite different to us. In the bulletin today, I noticed there's a little activity where you've got to find the fruits of the Spirit in the different pictures. Uh, but the truth is that, that the fruits of the Spirit, the riches of the spiritual life, can only be found in and through relationship. Love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, that all of those riches of the spiritual life are found, can only be found through relationship. Now, the great challenge, of course, for us is that sin is at work in the world and over time what happens is that we accumulate all these barriers to relationship. All kinds of insecurities and fears and prejudices, and, and many of them, of course, we're not even aware of. They just kind of, they're just underneath the surface, working away. It's ironic, isn't it, that, that relationship is what we're created for, but at the same time, it's the thing that we can struggle with the most. We so desperately need God's help if we want to do relationship well, if we want to live out our fundamental purpose well. And the way that we find this help is by looking to the relationship of God, the relationship that, that the whole universe is built upon, the relationship of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. So today I want to finish on a practical note. I want to give you some examples of how you can pray with the Trinity and in doing so, grow in your capacity for relationship with God, uh, with self and with others. And so to, to help us to do that, we're going to, to help us to kind of switch gear into more of a prayerful kind of space. So I'm going to go back to my prayer chair, uh, you may remember from last year. And, and, and what I want to do is just to give us uh, a way of, of praying with the three different faces of God. And so I want to start with, with the face of the Father. One of the roles of the Father, uh, of course, is that, that the Father is the, the author of all creation. Now, we know that the Father needs the Son and needs the Spirit. They always work together, but, but we the initiative of all of creation, of, of everything that, has, that, 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 that exists, is the initiative of the Father. And so one of the ways that we can grow in our relationship with God is by reflecting on the Father as creator. So to do that, you might simply just get in your prayer chair. You can see I've got my favourite cup of tea here, my Dilma Extra Strength. And, and when, you, when you find a bit of space, you sit sit in your chair and just take time to reflect on the immensity and the beauty of the created universe and everything in it. Think of all the Father brings into existence, remembering, of course, that the Father creates everything on purpose, that the Father doesn't just create things for the sake of it, but he the Father loves everything into being. The Father loves everything that he creates. Remember as you ponder on God as creator that, that 
every child being born today first appears in the mind of the Father. Remember that every, every breath you take today is only possible because the Father holds us in existence. Just take time pondering that. A God, who, the Father who creates us and the goodness of his creation, the love in which he, he, he looks upon everything he has created. As you sit with those profound truths of, of God as creator, as the Father who, who, who creates us, just allow that to, to, to touch your heart. Allow that to reveal to you how good God really is, how trustworthy the Father is. Allow that to draw you into deeper relationship with God. So that's one way of praying with the Trinity, praying with the Father as creator. Now, of course, the second, another face of, of the Trinity is the Son. The Son's the human embodiment of God in the person of Jesus, yeah? One of the key ways that we relate to Jesus is as our Redeemer. He's the one that saves us, regardless of how dark or, or how, how desperate our lives may be, how much we've failed. Jesus is our Redeemer, our Saviour. And so one area that we can ask Jesus to redeem is our relationship with one another. As you sit in your prayer chair, you might just think of people that you're really struggling to be in relationship with him and, and bring them to Jesus. Bring them to his cross. Just probably better to do one at a time. <laughs> and and as, you, as you bring them to Jesus, uh, just share with Jesus your struggle to understand this person or to accept them or to love them. Ask Jesus to redeem those attitudes or those wounds in you that make it difficult for you to accept others, to see goodness in others, to take responsibility for where you've uh, contributed to the breakdown of the relationship. Ask Jesus to redeem you uh, in such a way that, that he gives you his heart for people so that you can live out your highest calling is to do relationships well. So Father is creator, Son is redeemer, saviour. The third face of God, of course, is the Spirit, God's enduring presence in the world. And one of the ways that we talk about the Spirit is as our advocate. The Spirit's our helper. Uh, God, uh, the Spirit is God's constant source of, of encouragement, of guidance, of comfort. But the Spirit is also the source of our truth. So one of the ways that you might ask the Spirit to help you is in relationship with yourself. In your chair as you turn your heart to the Spirit, you might ask the Spirit, who of course searches the depths of all things and knows the truth of who we really are, Ask the Spirit to help you to see the truth of who you are. You might say to the Spirit, help me to see who I am underneath all of my critical thoughts and all of my jealousies and all of my anger and my addictions and all of my difficulties in accepting love. Help me, Spirit, to see me as you see me. Help me to see me as a child of God, as St. Paul reminds us in the second reading today.
And then as you sit with the Spirit, just allow the Spirit to speak to you, to speak truth to you, to reveal to you how God sees you. The truth, which is deeper down under all your wounds and all your pain. The Spirit might give you an image or a scripture or a memory or something. You might just sit with that and allow the Spirit to speak truth to you through that. These are just three ways that we can pray with the Trinity. As a Father, as Creator, Son, as Redeemer, and Spirit as, as Helper, and as the Helper who speaks truth to us. I want to encourage you to keep relating to the different faces of God because the more that we do that, the more water we'll be putting into our hole, the more that we will enter into the, the, the fullness of God's life, the immensity of God's love, which of course is the main goal of our whole lives. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.